Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something. And I hope you'll be inspired to write. Because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, writers. This is Kat Caldwell. I'm the hostess of Pencils and Lipstick, and it is July 2022. Now, this is the first part of the show where I typically talk to you all about what I'm doing with my own writing, what I'm seeing in the industry, who I've been talking with or learning from, what I'm reading, etc. But it's July. So as usual, I have taken my kids to see their grandma for the month. Now, this isn't a typical trip as most Americans would see it. Grandma lives in Spain, and so taking a microphone and all the equipment that I need over there is a little bit tricky with the luggage fees as they are and just making sure that things don't break. I've decided to pre-record just this first part for you throughout the month of July. So we will be getting straight into the interviews during the month of July, 2022. Before we do, and I have some great interviews for you, would you please subscribe to the podcast, share it with other writers or readers who are interested in hearing what writers have to say. You can reach me on Twitter at Pencils Lipstick. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Pencils and Lipstick, all spelled out. If you want to see what Spain looks like, we are in the middle of Spain, pretty much smack dab in there. If you want to see what Spain looks like, you can follow me at catcaldwell.author on Instagram, where I'll be posting reels and pictures, and you can see what we do over there. And I will be back with individualized part ones in August. So happy summer to you all. I hope you're having a wonderful time this summer, and let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pencils and Lipstick. I am very excited to have with me today, Katri, and I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name, but you can tell us. What is your last name, Katri? Hello. <laughs> so my name is Katri Soikeli, but you know, everyone, all of my English-speaking friends call me Katri or Katri. So, you know, anything that's uh, vaguely resembling my name is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll respond, yes. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Um, I'm excited to talk with you today. And since we already know that um, you said English-speaking friends, so would you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yes, I'm from Finland. I was born here and now kind of stuck here. I have briefly lived in England. Um, I've got a funny accent in case anyone notices, like part Finnish, but part British and part like um, growing up watching Friends. So <laughs> if anyone's wondering where I'm from, it's just Finland. It's yeah. just Finland. <laughs> I love that. I have not been able to visit your country yet because COVID kind of got in the way. But it was going to be my 15th year anniversary, and it just didn't it didn't happen. <laughs> someday it will happen. <laughs> well, someday we'll be waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Yes. Oh. There to welcome me. Right? 
Well, I'm excited to speak with you today. Um, You not only write books, but you teach other people how to get their novel done and um, written well. So um, before, I guess, the first thing that we'll get into is like, how did you come to wanting to write a book and wanting to write a novel? That would probably be the the thing that started it all, perhaps? Well, I've been writing ever since I learned to write. I taught myself to write um, when I was five years old. And I, I, I realized I learned to write. And I just, um, I took a piece of cardboard, like just something that was lying around, but didn't have a lot of scrap paper. And I just started writing this story about like a castle and like bats or something. And I wrote a couple of sentences. I was like, hmm, I should probably read now what I <laughs> just read. And I realized I had not, I had not yet learned how to read. Um, not sure how that's possible, but yeah, that, that was my first attempt at the novel. It was cut quite short. That was 28 <laughs> years ago. I promise I have also learned to read <laughs> since that. But yeah, I've always just been obsessed with stories and writing and books and everything that's related to them. So it was never really a question of should I write? I've okay. just been writing. Okay. So how is it in Finland? Is is telling everyone that you're going to be a novelist? Is that, I mean, at least in America, everyone's like, sure, go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is a bit like that. It's like, oh, well, it's really difficult to get rich writing novels. I said nothing about getting rich. Um, I just want to write. I do actually have a degree in nursing, so people think I'm like a sensible person. But I graduated eight years ago, and I've worked in the field for one month. So that's how that's going. But, you know, I guess I've got something to fall back on if this writing thing doesn't work out. This is true. (laughs) I did this as well. I had to tell my daughter yesterday. She asked me, what did you, you know, what, where did you go to college and what did you study? And I told her linguistics and I haven't used it since right after college. <laughs> that was quite a bit, quite a while away. So, yes, we do these things to make sure that people think that we're sane. But I yeah. think um, a lot of us want to write. So what did you do in the meantime? Like, when did you publish your first novel? Do you do other other writing other than novel writing short stories essays anything like that well I just um before I finished my first novel I had tried to try to um write several novels before then Mm. but it was just uh because I didn't know yet what I know now like about outlining a structure and stuff that we're going to talk about I just thought you know, I, I'll just get the next idea. I'll, I'll start writing. I start writing. Then I'll finish that book. Like, oh no, this isn't working. I need a better idea. But I was just consistently writing something, and it was in 2007 when I, no, 2008 when my first, not eight, 2018. God, <laughs> <laughs> what year is it now? Even? I know, I know. What day? Year? Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> 2018 when my first novel got out and yeah um I entirely forgot what you yeah, so I'm sorry I've, I've got ADHD I have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> that and kids running around and it's it's in the middle of the <clears throat> afternoon for you so what what was it with that book was it the idea had you did you like in the middle of trying to write these different stories did you go looking for help like structure help or was it a book that you kind of got through and then you realized um I don't know how did how did that work for you 
Yeah, it was actually that what, what you were probably trying to say. I, I wrote it and strangely it got published by a fairly small publisher. And then after that, I started learning more about writing. It was actually a, like a pretty massive coincidence. I, I happened to have this ebook. Um, it was by Donald Maas. Um, I think it's called um, Writing a Breakout Novel. And I was, I was hanging out at the hospital. Um, nobody was sick uh, I was getting my son evaluated by autism and I was bored I was like okay well maybe I'll start reading this book and I realized that there's so much more to writing than I thought because all of my life I've, I've had people tell me that oh yes I could at writing yes I could at writing mm-hmm. so I thought well that's that's all there is to it like getting words after another but then I realized there's this whole world that I, I knew absolutely nothing about. And now I'm just so excited to tell people about it. Like, even if you think you're a bad writer, this you can learn. It's it's a skill. It's not like, well, I, I'm probably one of those people that are like, you know, like I said, good at writing. But you don't have to be good at writing. You can learn to be a right. good writer. And it, it just really excites me. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, I was talking to a writer friend the other day, and we're both kind of at the same level. We have like a couple books, a couple short stories, you know, but once again, we're starting with the next book because we weren't, you know, we didn't get in on the idea of a series. So every time you start with another book, it's like new characters, all that. And I told her, like, I thought before, I'm pretty sure, and it never came into words, but as I look back, I'm I'm pretty sure that what I just thought was, like, you just have to get to the end, like you said, like, you have an <laughs> idea, and I, of course, I have tons of un, unfinished ideas on this computer, yeah, you know, or old computers, <laughs> and, like, if the idea doesn't work all the way through to the point of finishing, well, then that wasn't correct, but since this idea worked and I finished my first book, and then I realized, like... I don't actually know how I did that. (laughs) Like, like, okay, how do I get through? And, you know, I think that's why a lot of writers then with their second book or third, like it might come out at some point that if you don't understand structure and actual storytelling, the idea isn't enough. Like it doesn't get the character through the story to a nice ending that will make everyone satisfied. So yeah, this happened to me as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so as you're reading this book, did you did you shift at that point of like how you wanted to teach other people um, how to write it, or did you just start learning more about it? Like, when did you decide that this was something you really wanted other writers to to understand? Well, I just first I started learning more about it and started sort of collecting craft books mm-hmm. and. The whole teaching thing was more of a like an accident because yeah. I I realized I don't I don't want a normal job. <laughs> I, I can't work in a like a nine to five. Like I mentioned, I've got ADHD and I'm really really not interested yeah. in nursing, even though I have a degree. And I was starting my I was writing my blog, protagonist crafts, and at first I was just talking about writing and crochet and crafts and stuff, but. And I realized I don't really want to talk about anything else except writing. Yeah, yeah. And when I started getting more traffic to my to my blog, I realized a lot of people were uh, they were curious about how to write books and how do you start writing a book? What if you have no degree or no experience? How, what do you do? So I started 
catering more to that audience. I okay. do also write and offer services for more, more experienced writers, but my main thing is teaching people how to write a book because apparently that's what they want and I, I can teach that. Yeah. You know, unless you go to school for creative writing or something, then no one's teaching you this and somebody has to do it. Because yeah. I think everyone has a story and everyone's story deserves to be told and I want to make that accessible as many people as possible yeah yeah I love that because I think with you if you have that sort of natural talent for writing then you have that knack of reading other people's writing to be able to help them you know but like you said anyone can learn how to do it properly so with um so as people are coming to your blog they're sort of asking you questions or, or looking for more posts, I guess, on, on the specific fiction writing. So what have you found um, that new writers, or maybe if they're not even new, maybe they're on their second one and they're trying to figure it out. Um, what are they struggling with the most? Is it the beginning? Is it the middle? Is it finishing? <laughs> it's definitely the beginning. Okay. It's, it's like, the most thing, the thing that gets the most searches is like, how do you start writing a book? And the whole thing that you've got an idea that you want to turn into a story, a book, but you don't know what you're going to do because you, when you read a book, you see the first page and it's like, it says absolutely nothing about the writing process. Yes. And writers in general are not telling people how they write their books because it's, it's a whole thing yeah. you know and it takes a long time so yeah people just don't know where to start and what do they need to be able to start and then I want to give them the tools not just to start but you know to be able to finish so they don't end up like me at the age of 20 where I've got where I start five different books in one year because maybe this one will stick yeah so what what do you think it is that do you think it's like we start the writing the first page and we think that that should be the first page of the novel or is it because they just don't know really where like maybe the idea is more the ending or maybe the middle middle and they don't know where it should start at all and they and they don't know how to like structure an outline or something like that or what what have you seen is is the issue with the beginning well i think it's a little bit of both and because you know you don't it just well what you're used to seeing in like um in entertainment you just see someone just writes a book they write it from page one to page so frustrating 250 (laughs) and then it's like oh well I'm getting published now I wrote my book so I think it's just a thing that starts from page one and continues to page x and you know that's Mm -hmm. it maybe you proofread it and check it that you that you you know didn't use the same words 10,000 times. That's what I thought. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to start it here and then I have to finish it here. And, I mean, yeah. obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for most people, it is that complete mystery. Even for my husband, he, he has no interest in writing or like in books. And one time I was, I was planning one of my books and I was like, oh, I don't know what happens in this yet. So exciting. It just looks at me like, what, what are you doing then if you don't know what happens? See, I've got, I've got one piece. I need to figure out what the rest of the pieces. Like, it doesn't, doesn't get download, downloaded into my head like as a yeah. complete story. You have to, you have to mine for the, the rest of the story idea. So it is the whole thing. And people who haven't done it and haven't 
haven't witnessed it being done, you know, at close up. They, it just don't know. It's all of it is like a big mystery to them, and I'm here to show them how it yes. is or how it can be done. There are many different ways that you can write a book. Okay, I mean, I think some writers, if they haven't thought of it, maybe they don't really know how to say it, but. It is a different craft in which, you know, you can sit on Instagram and watch people painting or sculpting all day and be like, wow, that's really cool. Not that I've tried to do it because that would be a big mess. But you, I mean, you can't do that with writing. (laughs) It would be a a lot of pacing and like chewing your pencil and getting another cup of coffee and trying to, I get some of my best ideas when I'm cleaning, which is really unfortunate. (laughs) I'll end up sweeping or something like, oh, okay, she should say this. It's very strange how how things will, you know, come to you when you allow your brain to rest. But so you said there's a lot of ways that you can sort of help people, which I think is great. Like there's not one set way because we're all different, right? And our brains sort of work differently. But so I've, I've had people on the show who can't start writing until they know what their middle scene is. I've had people who said that they have to write out the last part first. Uh, So what sort of different structures have you seen have worked for people to be able to like encourage them to sit down and get that idea um, out on the page? Well, some people like to know all the like important events that are going to happen in it. Uh, I'm probably one of those people as well. Like I just, I just have to know, but then at the same time, for me, like I, I might not necessarily know how what's going to happen at the end. Mm. But yeah, then there are the people who absolutely need to know the exact ending and what's going to happen. And uh, also, I lo- I love to outline and I love story structure. I still leave like some some elements of discovery there. And well, it's it is kind of necessary because it's an organic process. And you're going to going to learn new things from your story as you write it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's like, because I've got ADHD, like I mentioned, and the way I think and how I see the world can be very different from other people. So I think I've got some insights to how we just, we don't think, all, we don't all think the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes when writers find a, a cool new method that works for them, they think, oh, well, this is the one method that's going to work. Like recently I I, I read Book Architect by um, Stuart Horwich, and I, I had heard a few of my writer friends rave about it, like, oh, this is the thing. And I read it. I was like, well, there are some useful tools in here, yeah. but it just it doesn't suit my unique brain architecture. Yeah. So I think if if someone is really put up by the idea of outlining a story structure, then I would my main advice for them would be that try something else, read read another craft, but try a different method because there's no one method that's going to work for everyone. Yeah. And the only thing that's in common with us is that we'll eventually you all have to write it. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty much the only thing. But there's going to be a method that suits everyone and if you have the patience and you know the time and ability to experiment then you're going to find a way that you can write that book even if you think you can't yes I really I really like that um but I I do think that that causes a little bit of reflection on your story and I don't know about in Finland but in America there's like this weird like I don't know desire to get out 10 books in a year or something crazy like that you know like 
There's like, a, America's always in a frenzy, right? We always have to like, uh, we always have to get more done for some reason. And that has like permeated the book world a little bit. And, and so yeah, people are I've looking. Noticed, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's tiring. <laughs> so I think um, people are looking for that one perfect structure. And if I could tell writers, like it sometimes takes time to actually think about the book <laughs> you know? and even if you yeah. have that outline I don't know if it's happened to you but I'm working on a book now that has cut, made a complete turn like yes the events are still happening you know that I have like I need these events to happen you know to sort of push the protagonist but how he gets there has completely come out of left field. I don't know how this happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's a much better idea, but it came organically, like you said. And I, like my brain can't stick, like I wouldn't be able to stick with that one like rigid architect, I guess, or outline and still have the book that I wanted. So I think sometimes newer writers don't understand that the organic process to it. Yeah. The idea might actually end up really like the book might end up really different than the beginning idea does that make sense yeah and you just you have to trust yourself I know it's difficult when you've never done it before but you have to trust yourself that you will figure it out eventually because that has definitely happened to me before that I, I had this outline I like to do a scene outline so I just I, I've got all my scenes mm -hmm. planned out it, it probably sounds very exhausting to people who don't like to do outlines but I had all that and I still change some really major things in my story and you just have to trust it that even if you spend a lot of time outlining and planning that um, you can start even if you're not quite sure how everything is going to happen because at some point you're going to figure it out and you have you just have to leap mm, yes you just have to leap I like that so when when people start out if they're afraid of like starting this novel, like page one, blank page, it is pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, what, what are some things that you found help people like um, to just start writing that first sentence, <laughs> whether or not it, it stays the first sentence? Well, um, most people have done some writing in school and it's like really structured and, oh, you have to do this and do that. And, uh, most people have written some kind of essays and that kind of sticks sticks with them even to adulthood and it's like you have to forget all that and sometimes you just have to take a piece of paper and scribble something on mm. it and just start working from that it's just what whatever feels the easiest right now do that but don't don't think that this is my book I am writing the first sentence of my book just Write something on something, uh, even if it's just a piece of I don't know toilet paper. You can write on toilet paper too. <laughs> Start going. So yeah, just just do something. There's no wrong way to do. Yes. It. Yes, just start going. Yeah, I think we do have this misconception that whatever we write down on that first blank page will be the first <laughs> page of the yeah. book. It's like, no, <laughs> it'll change quite a bit. And I think we forget about all the probably all the great authors that we admire had an editor. And usually that editor yeah. was people <laughs> like you who was coming back to the writer and telling them, how about we change it here? Like, what if you did this with the protagonist? Or what if, you know, like sort of this collaboration maybe, or just like this help, this push along, you know, and all these 
you know, especially in the early 1900s, yeah. they were all depressed. So they were probably like, <laughs> they're not, not throw the book away. <laughs> At least that's what it seems like whenever we read about them. <laughs> so, um, so when you got your first book done, what was, um, I, I mean, I can see the name of the book, but how do you pronounce the name of the book in Finnish? <laughs> It's called Pahat Ketut. Uh, it means bad foxes. Ooh, okay. So what genre is that? Well, it's like, it's just general um, adult fiction. Well, some, some one reviewers that but it's kind of like young adult, but I don't see how, but, you know, I don't know anything about young adult novels yeah. anyway. But yeah, it's got a bit of um, a touch of magical realism. Ooh, fun. Okay. Do you guys have the millions of genres like America does? Where like, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Why? It's, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's more difficult to um, break through from like a fantasy or something. So okay. I just find it easier to stick to like a more more general fiction. It's it's what I read the most anyway. Okay, so, and it's the writing circles here. They're just very very tiny, so it's like a very uh, clicky. Okay. So it's it's um even more so like because it's a small country, there are just a few a couple of big publishers, so it's like this. It's it's like the Walmarts of publishing world for us, and then the small ones, uh, small publishers, it's a lot more difficult to just cut through the noise and right. make yourself seen. Right. It's it's very different here than it's over there. But at least we we don't have like agents. We don't do okay. that stuff here. You can just send your, your manuscript to publishers. They even have this little page when you go to a, a publishing house's website. It's like, oh, do you want to be a writer? Click here and send your manuscript here. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very nice and easy. <laughs> is, it a, is it a big reading culture in Finland? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're quite big on reading. And we're very good at like languages and stuff because uh, there's not a lot of like media done in Finnish with like I said but I've grown up watching American TV yeah. shows so most of us are pretty good at English and stuff and you know like you people don't like subtitles and for us it's like I one way that I learned to read was through reading um, yeah. subtitles while I was watching Simpsons yeah so yeah <laughs> we just we like to read <laughs> you pick up all the bad habits of, uh, the, of, of America that's America well, it might be actually some parts of America so yeah, don't knock the Simpsons. It's pretty much the reality. Um, so I know it, it is a bit of a um, of a down. Uh, I don't know downfall of America. Like, yeah, we don't we don't really listen to other languages. But everyone I know. So my husband's from Spain, and we spend a lot of time overseas. And my kids were born in France, and so every European country I know that listened to the television and in English and would read the subtitles speak English like unbelievably well <laughs> I, yeah. I was brought in to, to teach English I was like you should be teaching me because I've never, like, <laughs> wow. besides the fact that they want to get their grammar correct unlike native speakers native speakers are like well whatever I know how to how to speak you know it's like okay you guys don't need me I should probably sit down and be taught so do you guys then read in English as well as Finnish uh, yeah, I think okay. uh, especially nowadays because um, uh, young people spend so much time on the internet oh, and okay. you know everything everything is in English, so it's it's a lot easier to to learn to read in English as well. Because when you go to the library here, there's a whole section on like English books right. that you can uh, find in English. Especially although 
all the um, popular young adult novels you can find like so many of them in English in our libraries even if they haven't been translated to Finnish that's the thing um because translating obviously takes some time and they, they don't always come in like well this book is popular now let's translate it in Finnish like right. you might have to wait for a few years so if you want to read the newest um, book by I don't know what's it called Sarah J Maas then you, you have to you know order it from Amazon and read it in English and I, I read all the um, well almost all of the Harry Potter books in English first and okay. then waited like almost a year until I could read them in Finnish <laughs> so yeah that's another way that we're just forced to learn a different language yes, no yes. Kidding. <laughs> it, it benefits you though even though it might oh, yeah, be definitely. <laughs> it is a lot more work to read in another language I think and you're probably at that level where it, it doesn't feel like work anymore but it can it can feel like work in the beginning um, so what what about you and your writing? Do you write primarily in Finnish? Actually, I have this funny way of working. I love to write my first drafts in English. Interesting. Because first of all, I'm, you know, I'm fluent in English, so I don't. It doesn't feel like you know I'm writing in a different language. I'm constantly oh, wow. thinking in English as well. So it's like. You know, when you write something and then you look at it and you're like, oh, why did I say that? Like, why did I use that word? But if I write in English, it um, that doesn't happen. It's just writing to me. So I, I write in English. And when it's all like, uh, when all the bits are there that I want to be there in the story and all the scenes are in the right order and that, uh, then I rewrite it in Finnish. I don't translate it. That's a whole different thing. Why would I translate my own thoughts? <laughs> I rewrite it in Finnish. Okay. And, and it's just another layer of editing. It is sometimes, like when I wrote my latest Finnish novel, um, What Birds Are Made Of, I when I rewrote it in Finnish, I realized some parts of it were like really sentimental. I was like, what, what did I write that? There's <laughs> another interesting difference when you write and read in different languages that things sound different in uh, in another language. Yeah. You might end up realizing like, oh, that, that was not really a good idea. So I had to do a, a lot more editing at that point than I thought that I would have to do. Oh, that's but, interesting. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, I um I've been published in Finnish and I'm planning to keep on being published in Finnish. It would be nice to be published in English as well, but then I would have to, you know, go I mean try to get published abroad and I don't know how that works, like in the UK or anything. Right. But you know, maybe someday and I might go um I might go for self-publishing one day. Who knows? I'm keeping my options open. Right. So would you then would you take the draft that's English or would you have somebody translate the final draft into English? Uh, I think I'd uh, write it myself and then have like a native uh, look at it. Like, no, you can't. You can't that, that. That, that's not, yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad at prepositions. It's like if, whenever there's like in or on, I'm like, I don't know. Why do you need so many prepositions? And it doesn't make sense. Uh, we probably wouldn't notice quite frickly <laughs> we'd be like oh, yeah, it's the same thing <laughs> the Brits would probably notice the Americans would oh not. yeah <laughs> so, yeah I, I think um I think that's brave of you to write it in another like that you would redo it in English it's just it's a lot of work you know um like my family always asks me if I'm going to translate my books into Spanish. I'm like, you don't understand how much work that is. Like, yeah, that's um, 
And every time, I don't know about you, but when I'm done with a book, like I don't really want to go back <laughs> because we yeah. spend so much time <laughs> editing. That I'm like, oh, I'd rather get rich and have somebody else do it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I like translation. It's a it's um, a whole skill. I used to actually study English and translation at university. I never graduated because I I was in, my heart wasn't into it. I'll show you, you know, I got into nursing, which, you know, worked out great, <laughs> as you can see. But yeah, it's so many people don't understand that translation. It's it's a whole different thing. You can't just be like, oh, I know this language. I, therefore, I shall translate this piece of work. Like, yes. oh, no, that, that's, that's only going to lead to a disaster. <laughs> yes. And think about for an essay, that's one thing for a whole novel. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I, I told somebody who had been offered, or another writer who had been offered, you know, some company emailed her and will translate your books. And I was like, listen, do whatever you want. But if you don't know how to read in that language or have someone who can read that language, most likely they're sticking it through Google Translate. <laughs> like, and you just don't know what it's going to be. So unless you really trust this company to do it, you know, these days everything's a scam, especially, oh, yeah, <laughs> especially when it pops up in your emails. <laughs> so then as far as teaching, do you teach in English as well as Finnish? Do you only teach in Finnish, only English? How does that work with your with helping uh, writers? Okay. Uh, so yeah, I've uh, actually recently had a client who is British but lives in Finland. So that, that okay. was an interesting project to work on because she she wrote a book that takes place in Finland. So she also wanted my opinion on like right. is this Finnish? And I, you know, gave her my insights on like no, a Finnish person wouldn't be making bacon for breakfast, for example. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> I know. Why would, you, why would you eat hot food for breakfast? That's weird. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to have to come visit you. Um, well, I don't but eat yeah, bacon, bacon for breakfast, but yes, America, <laughs> Americans will be like, where are my eggs? You know. <laughs> but yeah, I do um, teach people in English on the internet, but if I happen to have a Finnish client, I just do the same in Finnish. But I also teach um, writing locally. I just okay. This spring, I taught a creative writing workshop at a school to teenagers. Oh, fine. That, that was a harrowing experience, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> but um, next autumn, I'll be teaching a class on writing your first novel to adults who actually want to be yes. there. So that <laughs> that's going to be very exciting. Yes, you won't have you won't feel like you're being completely ignored by the teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I did this during COVID where I was like, I don't I think their eyes have glazed over. It might just be a picture on the Zoom because I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> nobody's reacting. It was quite I was like, oh, I'm so sorry for the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> that's also not my cup of tea I have like a whole list of jobs that I shouldn't be doing <laughs> so, oh yeah me too <laughs> so I think I'll stick to writing um so you said that you have something called the novel troubleshooting um is this an online class so do you teach outside of locally oh yeah this is like a kind of like a coaching service okay. I don't like the word coaching but yeah it's like um if you've written your novel okay. and edited it and you know there's something wrong with it but you just can't put your finger on it right. and maybe you've got some um, feedback from beta readers for example but you don't know how to apply that critique so you send your manuscript to me and I read it and I go through everything that does work and doesn't work oh, wow. and then I 
give I help you on how to actually make those changes. So I'm not just saying like oh, this bit sucks. Like this is terrible. <laughs> I I help you figure out how to fix it. Yes. And I, you get like written feedback also like you know there's a video course with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think even if you have an idea where your novel is finished and I love telling people this story. I finished my first novel. I sent it off to a friend of a friend who was an editor in California. She came back with <laughs> cut 40,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> and she was right, but it was it was like, okay, and then she didn't stick around to tell me which words. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> at all. But it at least was eye-opening in the sense of like, you know, I think most of us when we finish our book we want it to be the best it could be. And if you have that feeling of it might not be the best, or you're not completely confident with, you know, being able to give it out, or you might have gotten feedback. I got feedback on a couple of things and I, I didn't know quite how to fix what they said. Cause a lot of readers just yeah. have a general feeling of like, I don't know. <laughs> you know like, <Yeah. laughs> I didn't like this character. Like, why not? <laughs> I, I need help. So I think that's really nice that you would go through it and tell them why it doesn't work and how to fix it, because that would be the most yes. beneficial, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I make sure to mention that everything that I like about the, the book as well and everything that does work, because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help just to know what doesn't work, mm. you need to know what, what does work yeah. as well. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, no, this is the worst book ever. Like, why did I let anyone read this? I, I need everyone to know what they did. I want them to be happy as well. <laughs> yes, yes. But again, like every really great book that we've read that has stuck with us had somebody doing that with them. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So everything, I mean, you talk about Harry Potter before. The first book of Harry Potter was not half as good as the as the subsequent books, you know, <laughs> as she got more help and understood more story structure and understood protagonists and what should happen. And maybe, and we don't know how much got cut from that book, from all those yeah. books. <laughs> you know, it looks like they're huge, but we could, we could write a lot of words as writers. So where can, um, if somebody has, do they have to have a complete manuscript to, to do this course? Uh, yes, and uh, preferably have edited it a few times, okay. so it's not like a first draft. It's not first draft. So, but people are yeah. kind of wanting like a professional beta reader to go through and make sure that. And is that yeah? Way to say it, that's sort of fun. Then, then to have like an actual action step on what okay, to do next yes. and what to research. So, like more specific things, and not like a fix that page. Yes, yes. I mean, because really, once it's out there, people are going to review it, right? So, make sure that. That it's everything from a professional. So where can they find novel troubleshooting? Uh, uh, well, the easiest way is to go on my website. You can. Uh, you don't have to even type my name. You can go protagonistcrafts.com and then click work with me okay. um, on the menu. And then you can find, find my uh, services from there. Okay, perfect. And how long does it usually take? Um, I mean, I know they're... they're fixing of the <laughs> of the book can take however long they want but what should they um anticipate as far as sending in the the manuscript and getting back the your comments 
Uh, well, it depends on how much I have currently to okay. work on. Now in summer, it's very slow. Obviously, no one's doing any work during in the summer. summer. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> a very quick turnaround time, depending on how long uh, how long your book is. But it's going to take about from two to six weeks. Okay, depending on, on the length of your novel and how much how many other projects I have okay. on at the at the moment. And is it any genre that you work with, or do you have favorite genres? Uh, well, I'm open to any genre, but I guess um, you have to apply for it first. So okay. It's like, not yeah. like, you know, we will, I make sure that you're perfect to, you know, work with me. Like if I feel like I can't help you, then mm. I'm not going to be like, well, I'm taking your money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm, I'm open to any genre. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, I will have the links in the show notes, but I do love how... Um... I did learn how to spell your name, so <laughs> I have the spelling. <laughs> I won't try to pronounce it again, but it's a, it's a beautiful language. Um, but thank you so much, Katri, for coming on and, and talking with us about this. And I will have links in the show notes so people can go find you. Awesome. Thank you. It was very exciting to be here. You're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.